Hey, this is Sophie from Philly Cam, and you're listening to the Black Tribbles. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. And that brings us to Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, which was an animated television series, and in fact, the first syndicated cartoon show from Deke Entertainment to be created specifically for U.S. viewers, along with the Littles. It ran from 83 to 86, but it remained in syndication until the late 90s, and in fact, it still continues to air in reruns somewhere in the world to this day why is inspector gadget so like inspector gadget has become the new gilligan's island at one point says who well it it, it says wikipedia inspector gadget is let's just go ahead and trust everything they say why you just gotta you ain't said nothing all show and now i'm angry i just don't like inspector gadget you don't like Inspector Gadget? Yeah, womp womp. He is so whack. I cannot stand Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget? Fuck that cat, son. <laughs> Ins- Yo, Inspe- I'm not with it. Not feeling the Inspector. Inspector not Gadget, the adventures of a clumsy, dim-witted cyborg detective. Exactly. Cyborg sound all right, but the rest of that ain't hot. <laughs> <laughs> you just back because Penny had to run that show. I'm not. She deserved the job. Let her get a show. That's Call it true. the Penny and Brain Show. Inspector Gadget get all the props, and he don't do nothing. But he get, get in the way. He f stuff up. He hit himself. He not out cold. Like, why you got a show? You totally incompetent. And you got a show and a job. You sound like you've put in extenuous amount of effort to I'm research. Not, but even when I was a kid, I couldn't stand Inspector Gadget. I'm like, you don't read the instruction manual. You don't know how nothing works. You don't use nothing properly. Man, forget him. If he was a brother, he would have been fired. It is your black triple. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League. We unlimited. Five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Coming to you from the Bat Base, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for the finale of the Saturday morning summer of Black Tribble. We're here. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this hot studio by... <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. I know, we're just going to go around go or ahead, whatever. Go ahead, go ahead, you got it. 
Call me Paul Bunyan. I'm lumbering and jacking. It's action macking. Holla at my faction, but you can't because we're in the VIP section. But I can see you wave, so holla at the triple. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Thursday Night. Master Triple, holla at your boy. Yo, I'm rolling faster than the waves on Niagara. Put me on your show. They call me Podcast Viagra. It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chip, better known as the Everyday Phillies Bay. But to you, I am the Storm Triple. What's good? Crack boom. She man, our son, the voice of reason, aka the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi. Yeah, that's me in your basement. What's up, good people? It's the one and only Green Hair Bombshell, your friendly neighborhood comic and coffee slinger, the Amalgam Trouble, a.k.a. Uncanny Trouble, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy Trouble. Suffering from allergies today, so I apologize if you hear some nose blowing. And what a do, Facebook Live, how you doing? It's that boy Broku, a.k.a. Super Saiyan Trouble up in the building. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Anyway, if y'all could have seen it on Facebook Live, it's weird out here. But yo, we here, we in the basement. Let's get this joint popping. Triples in the basement. Triples in the basement. <laughs> Where's Tigger when you need him? Who? Yo, it's been yes. so long. Rap, Rap City, City yeah. the basement. That oh. in the basement. Like, oh yeah, Ken- right. Kenny doesn't know about that. <laughs> no, right. Kenny is like, we need a poop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, there's another Tigger movie. <laughs> I would love to see Tigger. Why they got Tigger in the basement, though? What's happening? I do oh. have Winnie the Pooh, though. He's right there in front of the television. Yeah, Pooh is back there. I know that. Oh, I peeped him. What up, Pooh Bear? I didn't, I didn't understand why Pooh was there, though. I was like, what's he got to do with Michonne and some zombies? I mean, Sandal wearing box. T'Challa. Who's that? I don't know who that. He got oh, that's some Baku. Oh, that might be missing. <laughs> what? Okay. Yo. Yeah. Yo, don't what? get, don't. But I like how oh. I like how we were oh. here. It was like, oh, oh. Huh? don't get scalped. Listen, I have watched from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I am the only one in the Papa tribe to appropriate such a thing. Please continue. No. <laughs> no games played in the basement. Do you want to come home with me in Baku? <laughs> <laughs> See, look, where's my camera at? Look at that. He was going with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow Anyway ladies and gentlemen We are coming to you live We're streaming on YouTube At Black Tribbles We're coming to you live on Facebook Live uh, We're not streaming on Philly Cam tonight Unfortunately Philly Cam is shut down for the holidays But we are live We not Yes <laughs> No days off no, no days off Cause we asked And, and, and they're mad at, at that But um, we have a very special show for you tonight We're going to Um Shut down Saturday morning summer by looking at a darling from after school and in its third season was actually on Saturday mornings. That's right, is Disney's Gargoyles. I'm the great cornholio. <laughs> <laughs> Too much sugar. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, that was uh, Kennedy and Ariel, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. You joining me? <laughs> I need TP for my bubble. <laughs> I just came back from Lake Titicaca. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's going to be fun tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You know, a lot of people don't know that Gargoyles is actually French. For the cast of Star Trek Next Generation. You're right. <laughs> right. Are y'all bored? Yeah. Y'all ain't got nothing to do? 
Come hey, do some voiceover yeah. work. We oh got you. I, I was like, wait, are they going into space? What? I, I, is the whole thing is this. Is this the holodeck? Everybody. The whole cat showed up. Yeah. Pretty there much. Was a, there was a hobo that uh, I'm fairly certain Patrick Stewart played. Just one hobo real quick. <laughs> Just there. Be like in Do you have a quarter? <laughs> that was it. The one line. <laughs> I would have to give that man a quarter. Okay. Before <laughs> he could have a, home, a forever home with Kennedy. Before we tangent off into that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we like to, as always, start off the show... Um, with all the feedback, and tonight there's none other feedback to, to be had, but thanking each and every one of you out there for making Respect the Women's Podcast Festival a huge success. Yes. Yeah. It kicked yeah. off this Friday through Sunday at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, and it was insane. It was a great time. Um, the The I mean, the store was filled, Ariel, am I lying, was the store packed with people. It was packed with people. We were filled to the brim. All weekend Had to start turning people away. Yes, yes. Well, that's because who knew that Gabe of Ghouls Next Door had the entire state of New Jersey as a family. Yeah, packed the whole house. Yes. They rolled in with T-shirts. They rolled in like some kind of, they was like, ghouls, ghouls, scary ghouls. <laughs> next door ghouls. <laughs> yes, they were in their thick. Ghouls next door definitely housed their Saturday set. But um, we had fun all weekend from the kickoff party to um, to Saturday kicking off with the F, uh, Jenny Jerry Williams with the FBI uh, review. Um, and then it just continued on all day long. All of the podcasters, thank each and every one of you. Uh, our fantastic sponsors that we had, um, Messy FM, uh, Whisk, um, they, they, with those delicious cupcakes, mm-hmm. District um, Peach, with um, the, the athleisure wear, mm-hmm. if I am saying that correct. I hope I am saying that correct. Sounds right to me. Water Cooler was one of our uh, our sponsors. The Franklin Institute uh, was a huge huge um, participant and sponsor of the event. It was insane. Intimate Affairs was our caterer. Their food was who knew that a watermelon salad was that good? So good, it's yes, delicious. Absolutely. I had never heard of a watermelon salad. I had heard of it. But new never things. Yes, yes. New things. New things. New things. Um, uh, uh, Summer Willow of Ladies Love Hip Hop, which had a great set as well, but she put together these delicious uh, adult Capri Suns. Yo. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they were like that. Because Lauren from Philly Cam came. Oh, Lauren. Oh, he was yes. <laughs> Was there. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and Lauren, he saw Tia of Millennial High with one of the, um, with one of the, uh, the Capri Suns. And he was like, hey, what's, what's this? Yeah, Yo, like stop. That was exactly like him. Yo. <laughs> what's, what's this, Len? Capri Suns? Capri Suns? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God, man. Oh, my God. Can I get a ticket? Is the ticket full Capri Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, if I was a city <laughs> I would be like, who let Lauren in here? Who can 
gave him access to the clubhouse. Well, how did he find the bad beast? But how about when I came up front and saw Lauren? I said, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> that was my first. Week. I was like, "Well, what are you doing here?" Because well, of Capri Suns, man. Apparently, then he tried to see me on the dance floor and got embarrassed. Oh, and we had there's video of that. <laughs> oh, we did. We'll we did. Yeah, we'll see this. Um, Johnny was Popcorn funny. was insane. They were. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 Yo, shouts out to Hezekiah. I've known that dude for a long time. He's been getting been putting in work for a while. He put in and work that night. Yeah, the stuff they're doing now is just magnificent. I, Absolutely I, do. I think he destroyed one of Malcolm's seats, but um, he, <laughs> he he put in work that night. Yeah. yeah he was jumping all up and down. Yeah, he's DJ Geek was in the building. She right. was killing it. On point. Um, everybody was killing DJ it. A Breezy. Hey, DJ A Breezy. Breezy. Alicia, shout out to Alicia, most definitely. Oh, there, there are Triple Scouts. That was a perfect name for them. Yes. For Alicia and Andrew. Yes. Triple Scouts, because they were so quiet and cute, but helpful. <laughs> they were. They in, were. In little scout manner. So we had a DJ A Breezy on the ones and twos, and DJ Geeks on the threes and fours. There you go, most definitely. It was it was dope. It was fun. It was fun night. Um, I do want to extend a very special uh, shout out, if if I can, to uh, to the Williams family, who were big financial supporters of the of the festival, um, and I appreciated everything that they did. Um, I mentioned Simone Shiro's, who were a sponsor. They actually sponsored Intimate Affairs, our caterer. Um, Simone Shiro's is the comic book club that meets every first Saturday, first Saturday yeah. of the month at Amalgam's. Um, it's run, run by my niece, Simone, uh, and headed, of course, by my twin sister, Leslie, who was gracious enough to sign on as a sponsor. And uh, I, I can't. Uh, take your time. Take your time. You getting emotional? Yes. Look at want me rub your back, Liz? Rub his back. Let me rub, rub his back. You're in a safe space. Let it out. I cannot tell you all um, how much Les support has meant to me throughout my entire life, but just in doing tribbles um there she's always been there lending an ear lending a helping hand support just a shoulder she's always been there since day one with black tribbles she believes so hard in tribbles sometimes when even my belief was was wavering she was always pumping me up so it was um i can't i can't even begin to say how much uh her support uh, means to me. That's like my, she's like my favorite person in the world. From put, foot peelings to podcast. Beautiful. Why we weren't going to bring that up from the intern. Who said that? <laughs> I made no promises. Uh, and I also want to spend, a, uh, thank you. And I also want to sh- send a shout out to Artyom Rowe, who is the event planning agency that helped me put this together. And that is headed by Toya Haynes and Channing Billups. Um, they did thankless work. They asked me not to thank them. And I said, that's right, we're in the bat base. Thank you. I made no promises. Thank oh, you. Exactly. I said, hello. That I'm thanking you. So thank Ooh. you. Oh, that's right. I, I, so I had to stream it. Out of here. <laughs> so this is one that I can't play later on in the shop. 
Well, I, sometimes I, y'all, sometimes like y'all get y'all get wild. I will, I will, I will believe it. Y'all like you I know one of us. I, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good. I think. Um, you, well, you I, that I can count from, but that's from me. Yes. Yeah, you, you alone. In the last week. <laughs> Look at his face. I'm scandalized. I, I don't even know what you're talking about, sir. How absurd. Never in my life have I ever who's, been so affronted. Isaiah, who's leading the race? Oh, of the worst? The F-bombs? Yes. You already know who that is. It's probably. Yeah. Is oh, it's it's, it's, oh, you have a, you have a count? Yeah, I actually oh, have a count. Have yeah. Oh. We ain't trying to pay that bill. No. Yeah. It's probably definitely me. It, it is. <laughs> it, it, it is most likely yes absolutely hey you started off really strong and then it you snowballed really from one episode to another and then you caught yourself again so it was all right it's the, it's the attempt mm-hmm. that's what counts yes mm-hmm. there you go but you're in a safe space now so hello Maybe I won't be bleeping this show. <laughs> Maybe this will not be played in the mouth. We're not going to get no bras. They won't get no bras. Those the are bra. my favorite thing in the world. The bras. The bras are just on me, Michelle. <sighs> I'm getting about sick of this, Michelle. No, let me stop. I love Michelle. Ooh. I'm joking. But I love bras. I'm going to just start saying it. All right. So. It's, it's, it's easy to get annoyed when Vince gets all the good lingerie. I understand. <laughs> oh, I understand. Welcome. Welcome. Sit by me in my Coles cotton blend while he gets to walk around in Victoria's Secrets. You know, it's part of the arrangement. Have you seen Vince in boy shorts? No. no. Sadly. <laughs> Ryan, you keep throwing Overrated. around words like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you keep throwing around terms like inappropriate. <laughs> so. Illegal. <laughs> He's married. <laughs> John Cusack stands out somebody's window. It's sweet. I do it. The cops come. <laughs> right. Hello. It's because I'm black. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so um, shout out and hey, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more Respect Pod Women's Podcast Festival next year, because um, you'll be the determining factor whether or not we do it. We're doing it. All right. <laughs> Let's get into Saturday morning summit. Let's get into some gargoyles. <laughs> One thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken, and we live again. We are defenders of the night. 
We are gargoyles. doing by very special request one not made one subtly made it was not made by Kennedy however I know that Gargoyles it has imprinted itself on her heart it's my jam it was her jam and it was subtly hinted at by Ms. Johnson over here. That's what they call me. Because she let it be known that, like, when are we going to do gargoyles? Okay, don't do my voice like that, but go on. Continue. (laughs) No, if I wasn't looking, I... Glenn's on point tonight with the impressions. I didn't say it. He said it. It was not me, Dr. Jones. You said to stand against the wall. Gargoyles was an American animated television series produced by Walt Disney Television, distributed by Buena Vista, and originally aired from October of 1994 to February of 1997, featuring a species of nocturnal creatures known as gargoyles that turn to stone during the day. After spending a thousand years in an enchanted, petrified state, the gargoyles who have been transported from medieval Scotland are reawakened in modern-day New York City take on roles as the city's secret nighttime protectors. This show came up right in the uh, after Disney had pretty much carved out an, uh, uh, weekday afternoons for themselves with DuckTales, Tailspin, and all those other shows. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Bonkers. And, but they realized that they wanted to you know, take a stab at that the boy adventure line batman the animated series had been a big hit and they kind of like loosely modeled the tone of gargoyles after that um and they put uh it's this show was two years in development first it started as a comedy believe it or not weird yeah it started as a it it was first developed as a comedy and goliath wasn't even going to be part of it it was just going to be with well well, Goliath is Big Zaddy Bay. But there's literally nothing funny about gargoyles. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, of I mean, course, as, the as change. I mean, after the evolving. Yes. No, yeah. not, not that. I'm talking about, like, gargoyles as a concept. Like, the giant stone things that are on buildings. They're just not amusing. Why would somebody be like, you know what would be really funny? Stone things. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. You're fine. <laughs> Well, it took two years to develop. Maybe that's why it took two years. It took two years, and they and they switched it over. And like, then I they... don't know. This is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. Not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing: it was pitched as a comedy. They passed. Then it was reworked as an adventure series, and originally they passed on that too. But they were over um, ruled by the head of Disney at the time, Jeffrey Katzenberg. He said, and they 
it came back in a year and then Booyakasha it was a hit and it, it was a runaway hit and everybody I, well as far as I know I remember when Gargoyles hit everybody's like whoa yeah yeah this is heavy this yeah that's the thing because because it started with like a, a one hour I think Exactly. It's a special hour and a half, and a half like yeah. first episode, which yeah. like launched everything, and it was epic. Yeah, because I it, was like, "This it, is crazy." It opens up in medieval Scotland with this castle being stormed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, it was like it, it, it literally opened like Game of Thrones. I'm like, "What the heck is going on here?" And like, they modeled it after Batman trying to take on some of the dark tone, but this was dirt. This was like people were getting like hammered and thrown off of like towers and stuff like that. And to, and to think of it coming off of the heels of programming like DuckTales, because they eased you into it, right? It started off with DuckTales, which was already popular, right? Mm -hmm. Then you hit you with a little goof troop, a little bonkers just to keep things light, and then Darkwing Duck slid in there, which was a little darker than the other two, but still slapstick and ridiculous. Yep. But when Gargoyles hit, it was like, wait, what am I, what is going on? This is not what this other programming was like like what's good people getting thrown off of buildings and <sighs> getting smashed like the huh. and they're getting hurt too plot out <laughs> see what i did there i did <laughs> i was on never mind you still on them capri suns no thank you i i was gonna say i was on a fan fiction site Oh, I I never got into Gargoyles fan fiction, but I have a friend who did. There was a lot of Gargoyles discussion. It was mostly bad. <laughs> it was mostly bad, like most fan fiction is. But the no, you gotta when you find good writers, it's good. Yeah, there I mean, there, there are some fan fiction where I delete what actually happened and replace it with fan fiction. Absolutely, there were your there were your gem story writers in this fan fiction hub for gargoyles but most of it it was like 80 percent garbage okay the adult gar uh, fan fiction for gargoyles c'est magnifique a lot of magnifique. yeah that uh i don't even know what their couple name is but goliath and uh elisa but i actually like goliath with um no not demona with delilah i just thought she was cute the the um Thalog made her and he used Demona's DNA but she looked like Elisa and I was like, Well, first of all, that's hello. Right. And like if I was Demona, I would have been like Cause it, it was just like I know he didn't just take my DNA yep. to make a gargoyle version of the hello right here. Yep. Like I'd have been mad. I'd have was like, what? Yep. That was like the and grimiest. That's the that was the grimiest thing that happened in that series. But I actually I thought she was so cute with her little red leather jacket. So I was I was I was kind of on board for that. Yeah. And Ariel's coming out on out the outside. She's caught up with Kennedy. <laughs> I think she's past. <laughs> I thought I was, I thought I had a nice little lap of the lead with the adult fan fiction. Mm -hmm. but, but, but then the... Hello! She did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're going down fan fiction, but before we go there, let's get into some of the, the, the characters and some of the voice actors that made this show stand out. Um, and we've kind of name-checked them already. Goliath, who was the leader of this clan, voiced by the incredible Keith David, aka Silverthroat. Well, you know what? And this is probably the only role that I actually like his character. He always comes off as like so greasy to me. Like ever since um, 
She no, the movie with um, the drugs, the drugs, the drugs. Um, oh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, oh. Because oh. he was, yeah, he, he was okay. like grimy in that. Yeah. And then I feel like every like in um, everything I see him in, it's like I don't trust you. Oh, see, you must not have seen a, a lot of him because he's not greasy and they live. He's David. Keep talking Wait, about they live. That is what's the they great, live? Great scene in like, the like anybody movies. but you and Randy has seen. What's they live? Seen the history of movies. Well, that's not true, but no, it's, it totally is. It, 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 oh, it doesn't count because you're not on my Keith David um, and Roddy Piper. It's Keith David and Roddy Piper fighting aliens. That's the movie. They live. And okay. They beat the bejesus out of each other for five it's, minutes in an alley. It's not a great movie. I'm like, I'm, it's, it's a cult film. Okay. Um, but Keith David, he was in that. He was in Pitch Black, which, which is the movie that made Vin Diesel star. All right, and I never saw Pitch Black, but I did see Chronicles what? of Riddick. I know I don't know how that happened, but I never saw Pitch Black. That's unfortunate because Pitch Black, Black was actually dope. good. Yeah, it was good for yeah. Yeah, the rest else. of those. Well, I thought it was it was more than Chronicles of Riddick. No, yeah, Pitch, Pitch Black, Black was the first. No, I know Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, but you're saying the rest. And then there I was think he the, did one more. The, like something, the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, I think he did. I think he or just Riddick. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just Riddick. Oh, uh, okay. The third one. Yeah, they, 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 they all. I don't think I saw that third. No, it was you're not. I, yeah, I don't think I saw that either. Never doubt. You're not missing. But Keith that, David, Keith David, I, I say that to say that he is he is a very good actor. He, he, well, he was voice actor of Spawn. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I okay. can't hear. I can't look at Spawn. Just like we can't look at Batman and not hear Kevin Conroy. Conroy, I can't look at Spawn, read Spawn, and not hear Keith David. Well, he definitely, when he signed on to be Goliath, one of the reasons why he signed on was because of he appreciated the script was written with, you know, with like a adult sentimentalities to it you know and almost kind of like uh shakespearean oh absolutely uh, vernacular in there and he 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 like he he's like oh this is me like yo yo y'all don't even need to audition anybody else he like shut the door it's like this role is mine and he took it home he said no 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 this one's mine (laughs) and he owned he oh he does own it like the second you hear him you know um there's a moment in the in the first episode where him and his partner who would eventually be called named Hudson get lured away from the castle and they can't get back there in time mm-hmm. uh, and you know I think uh, his brother well one of the gargoyles winds up getting getting killed and he gets back there and he's like pissed and he's like oh my god I can't even have my revenge I'm like, <laughs> they denied me everything even my revenge I believe is the line <laughs> it's wow. almost like David, we're here. <laughs> Y'all can't call me a nerd about nothing no more. <laughs> She's in it. She's in it to win it. So yeah, Goliath, he was the leader. And then you, uh, voiced by Keith David, you had Hudson, who was kind of like the elder, mm-hmm. um, voiced by Ed Asner. Who was still alive. Yeah, I was like, Lou, get, like, like what's, what was his Lou? Lou Grant. Lou Grant from Mary Tyler Moore. Yep. I was like, he, and I was like, man, he was still kicking around. Age. He's been, he's been old. Yeah, I feel like he was old. He was old on Mary Tyler Moore. Like that was so crazy to me. Yep. Uh, then you have Brooklyn, voiced by Jeff Bennett, Lexington. The little one. You also get the little people, Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. The pixies out here. Mad at all? Life I is am. Good. <laughs> Uh, he was voiced by Tom uh, Adcox Hernandez. 
Broadway was voiced by Bill Fagerbach, who I believe was on uh, one of the uh, cast member on Coach. Uh, and then Bronx, they're kind of like dog, the dog. gargoyle, was voiced by the the Frank voice Welker. actor who does every animal right. in animation, Frank Welker. Uh, and then you could go down the line. Um, their human, I didn't know, their human friend, uh, Elisa Maza, mm-hmm. she was voiced by Sally Richardson. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, lo- and I love, so Elisa's one of my favorite characters because she's clearly a person of color. Yes. But you, but you, they don't really go into it until you meet her mom and like her, her mom. Brother. No, her well, parents. her parents. Oh, that's Be- right. Because because you meet her parents, and her her father is indigenous mm-hmm. um, to the Americas, and and her mom is um, is uh, African, and she actually knows like her her background. Her heritage, right. Yeah, and so I was like, what? I was like, you know, like not brown, and then somebody's white. I was like, this is like blowing my mind because you never see that just two brown people making brown babies, and that's that. Exactly. And she and it. She was decidedly the female lead of this show. Absolutely. Yeah, she was a cop. She was was a cop. Positive, positive, you know, role model. A detective. Yes. Um, As Goliath says it. And it was actually kind of cool for me to find that out because (laughs) up to, well, in recent years, I've known Sally Richardson because she's stepped behind the camera and she does um, a a lot of direction for television. Uh, she actually di- has directed more than a few episodes of Queen Sugar. Really? Um, but before then, I only really knew Sally Richardson as an actress and primarily as the femme fatale from um, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Oh, wait a minute. That's not. Low Down Dirty Shane. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I thought I that was Shane. Yeah. I always get the. I do. Okay. You get that's that's, that's, that's a stretch to get mixed up. I don't get them mixed up when I see it, but I just the time, look. I'm watching every black film. It's, it's, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, a, it's a Wayne's brother. You know, one of those Wayne's brothers. Yeah, Keenan Ivory Wayne's. So no, so seeing that she actually you know stood out here in this show, it was like, and she's doing good work, very good um, work. Then you also have the the villainous. Gargoyle, Demona, Demona, who was voiced by Marina Sirtis. Uh huh, that one. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation fame. Uh, Deanna Troy um, using that voice for Evil. Oh, is know. that who that was? Yeah, I never recognized her. Don't worry, I did. <laughs> but but I but she I thought she was great in the role. I thought she was great in the role. You didn't you didn't like her in the role, Kennedy? Huh? Come on, come on, come on! Like her in the role. Stick to the rope. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know, one of those rare instances where art imitates life. Then you had Xanatos. Who, who, that was the one I recognized. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes. He even looked like Riker. He did. He looked part. exactly. I'm like, that's Riker. Yeah. I like, I'm like, yo, that is Riker. Like, it was not mistakable. It was not accidental. Like, they modeled him after him. Like, yes, they did. Boys. Name? Uh, David. David okay. Xanatos. David Xanatos. And we're not going to bother fact checking. Right. She says so. Yes, it's good. <laughs> She's on. She is on. Yeah. Um, Look, this was the fact that I graduated. I mean, the fact that I passed my classes the year that I bought gargoyles on VCD off of eBay for ninety dollars that I didn't have because I was a college student was an amazing. Wait, VCD. VCD. What is that? I still don't know. 
But when I put it in my DVD player, it would read and it would go, VC, like it would actually change format and say VCD. Huh. So it was a disc. It was a disc, but it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, a DVD. Was I guess. I don't, I actually don't know. But was I got the, it. Between stage? Bootleg on eBay. Somebody sat there and recorded the episodes. Yeah, so. There were three VCD players that <laughs> <laughs> She has one. And, and, and I will say they don't really hold up because I've kept them in really good shape because you can't just get the whole series. But now they're starting to like separate. So when I play them, they, they're like have playback errors okay. and issues and stuff like that. But that was, that's all I did that year. It's like class. It's like I, I got these uh, gargoyle VCDs to watch. I gotta was, go. That was me and The Sims. I oh really? Yeah, I never got into The Sims. Yeah. Why live life when you can make your own? Yeah. Why did the gargoyles? Because I I definitely did enjoy the show, but I, I it's fair to say that it, it did not imprint itself in my DNA the way that it seems to have with you. Ariel and you, Kennedy, why did it hit you both? I think it was age. Like, so at that point, I was definitely in high school when that came out. What did you looking around for? I was not in high school when that came out. Where were you? That came out, what, 94? 94. 94. 94. I was in fourth grade. Oh, hello. So, okay, so she's, well, Kennedy's long. dating me, but <laughs> I, I, was in, I was in high school, and so that was... You know, I I came home and at the time I was like working at my grandma's daycare center, but I wouldn't go over there until like three. So that was like my little lineup before I had to go go to work. And I don't know, it was just like intelligent and incorporated like Shakespeare, which at the time I was like really into. Yeah. Like even introducing characters like Puck and Oberon into Tanya, Macbeth, yeah. um, hashtag Macbeth and Demona all the way the, the, the old school problematic relationship i love them together though i don't know what it is and it's not like a healthy relationship At but i'm all. but i'm with it um yeah and i don't know so it just that like season two yeah yeah and it and it really just because it's telling a whole story like you know like the other shows because even darkwing duck i'm sure followed some kind of plot but i feel like you could fall in and fall out of darkwing duck yeah and you know what was going on but like gargoyles it was telling you it was a saga like you need like they're referencing what happened episode before everything connects everything makes sense there's all this lore there's all this um backstory to the characters everybody's Mm -hmm. so well thought out Mm -hmm. and i just thought the gargoyle mythology was like so dope yeah Yeah, just everything about it and as an older person i think that is the first television show that that kind of brought me into adulthood meaning like i want to see like a a consecutive uh like story like that that, that, right that makes sense that's not just like drop in drop out not just like kind of almost mindless cartoon watching it's like no i gotta think about this like something happened i got real feelings about what just happened as opposed to just being entertained you sure you were in high school because you're not that much older than me yeah 94 94 95 i was a freshman i was in high school okay 94 i was in like eighth grade eighth grade in 95 I was two. And I might have been a year ahead. <laughs> Sit your Rudy Poo behind down. Everybody asked you. And you was the one of them kids in Ariel's daycare. Yeah, he's the one of them stink butt kids. I know. Yeah, I know. And what? And what? I, was a, I was a child as we are. Thank you very much. But my birthday is also in January. So I think I might uh, I might have even maybe been ahead in my grade just because I gotcha. turned older yeah, right at the I, end of the year. My, 94, I was in fourth grade. 95, I was in fifth. Okay. So for me... 
it was one of those preteen reckoning. Oh wait, you know what? I'm messing up. Yeah, because you're not I that am much older up. than me. And you're younger than me. 94. I'm trying to think. I started high school in 96. But uh, so I might be. Maybe I didn't get into Gargoyles right away because I def- be it. it was definitely part of my high school routine. Yeah, because it was a reruns for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then the third season came out like about I the think, Chronicles like, of. Oh, Which was Goliath. not good. Yeah, the Goliath Chronicles came out like maybe a year after the initial two seasons that had been rerun. So it, it, it's possible. You were saying, can they? Um, yeah, it was a it was a preteen, adolescent reckoning for me. You know what I mean? Like that was me being nine, ten, eleven years old. Like I, I was just I was into this deep behind dark show that was also intelligent and well thought out and you know was perfect because it you know it was at that time it that and batman the animated series were aired at the same time so i was like flipping back and forth between channel between commercials to hope to catch one while the other was there so it was definitely uh you know serving my my dark behind sensibilities i guess at that point um but I, I gotta say, like, Keith David as Goliath really, really sold it. Like, that set the tone for kind of guys I'm attracted to. Like, really? You know, like that, that yeah, big. Wing. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> that big, that big, strong, <laughs> intelligent. Barrel chested. Dominion. Boy wearing. Hey. Great skin. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> he was more of a lavender. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, um, a little bit of fang. Listen. You know what I mean. That, that, that long heart. Good heart. It was almost, it was a little mullet though. It was a whole mullet. It was like high top fade into a mullet. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> wow. Like, I, I yeah, thought of it more thing, as yeah. it being like, it was just quaffed that way because of how his skull was. You know, we don't know that his skull was shaped like everybody else's you know what i mean like well and it probably wasn't but it still was a hot top fade into a mullet my point is you can defend it you can defend bay defend them but the facts are the facts i love the life but it is what it is she mad that i pick on little people this is why i don't get <laughs> unnecessarily mean no um yeah so you know goliath was really that strong sensible type that I, I really resonated with because my dad's a big dude that is also very you know sensible and and level-headed and cool and and you know reasonable in the way that that goliath was um but you know seeing demona i was mad we didn't see demona as much as i wanted to because she was just as as hardcore as the rest of them you know it was female representation um and i i was always hoping for a redemption you know what i mean i always hoped that you know the way that the way that steven universe people hope that jasper is going to get redeemed or technically she did spoiler alert but you know i was always hoping that demona would come around and stop being so evil so that you know her and goliath can get to making more eggs you know yeah. um especially when it's her uh, their daughter comes angela. angela yeah that was second season they went back to right. the angela and gabriel because gabriel was the son of cold fire cold and, and cold stone Cold wow. fires of the woman, and I, she was my favorite because she had like butterfly mm-hmm. gargoyle wings. I was like, she's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, it. What I liked most about gargoyles, aside from the tone and and the tonality of the the voice work, was the fact that this very ancient mystical 
fantasy-based thing took place in modern times, in a modern setting, and, and the culture clash that went along with it. I was never a big fantasy kid coming up, so to see something that I actually liked in that genre mm-hmm. then placed in real life, or quote-unquote real life, was like, oh wow, that's really cool. Um, and just that whole misfit factor, like I'm of a different time, I'm of a different era, and here I am trying to make a name for myself, staying true to this code, and uh, being being conscientious of the space that I inhibit at the same time. And you know, having Elisa, having a woman of color there representing the, the human, the, the, the audience focal point, the audience character was yeah. like, yeah. you know, important as well. I also liked, one of the things um, I liked about it was that there was, they kind of teased, you know, a little, the, the attraction between Goliath and um, is it Elisa? Uh, it's Elisa. Elisa. Elisa Massa. Um, they kind of teased at that, but what I liked, especially in that first season, that it was, it easily also could go over your head and you not just see it. Uh, you right. could also just appreciate it as just, you know, a friendship. Um, and I like I liked that. What I liked in, and I rewatched the first season um, the other day, I appreciated the world building of it. The first season, oh, you streamed it. I streamed it. Huh? Um, to be like, bro, hold now. <laughs> I just told you I got the whole series. His first season is what but impressed you. you. But, but you, you also said, said your VCD is irreliable. <laughs> it's and- true. <laughs> <laughs> and it acts up the most on one of my favorite episodes, Bushido. Exactly. Because you yeah, kept running you it back. It yeah, I just like I like the Japanese gargoyles. I was like, this is they so were cool. cool. They were cool. They were super cool. And they're like, whenever there's an established universe of of creatures, whether it be gargoyles or Care Bears or My Little Ponies or whatever, whenever you get to see the auxiliary ones, like the Care Bear Cousins or the Japanese gargoyles or, you know, the uh, the sea ponies, like all of that is like, oh snap, we got other worlds to get into. But it, and it was also exciting because then you realize they're not extinct because like their yeah, story is yeah. a little tragic because they wake up. Yes. And it's hundreds of years later, they're not home and knowing, first of all, their clan got destroyed. So what is there is all that's left. Mm -hmm. And then this idea that's like, yeah, they don't exist anymore. And then when they go, I think that was like during the Avalon when they're traveling and then they're meeting, even to meet Angela, to meet um, Gabriel, to know that they're okay. And then you're meeting these other communities and they're small, but they're there. Mm -hmm. It was like kind of encouraging and, didn't their story didn't seem as tragic so i think that's why i like cling on to like the extra people that we met because yeah. it means they're not alone uh shout out to christopher goodnight for telling us that you could buy the whole series on amazon for like 40 bucks the whole series so if you wanted to like donate to your favorite shrivels <laughs> we would love you forever there you go um one of the things that uh like, like i was saying about the world building that i appreciate it was that they were very, very consistent. Like the whole idea like that, even though, you know, these were gargoyles and most of them had like these big wings, but they decidedly told you like, no, they they don't fly. They do not fly. They only glide a- along, you know, the, the, the currents. And, Too big. And there were times where they would have to be, you know, they'd be on the ground and they'd have to climb up. To, mm-hmm. to even to, get some air. To get some air, to get some lift, you know? Uh, I appreciated that. I appreciated how, you know, when they you meet them in medieval times, 
Goliath is the only one that has a name, and that's only because the humans gave him that name. Right. The other ones, they don't have a name because they didn't have a reason to have a name. They yeah. just call each other friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. That's what I think Broadway tells Tom when he's a little boy, because mm-hmm. he was like, well, what do you call each other? And they were like, friend? Right. And, and then Tom gets this big smile on his face, and that kind of mm-hmm. sets that up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. So- it was so, it, it was, or brother or sister, right? Because they don't rookery brother. Yeah, because yeah. they don't claim their uh, eggs. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to claim their eggs. Right. Whatever egg has been hatched yeah. is the ones that everybody raises. Like there's no, I'm going to pay special favoritism to my egg because, you know, I mean, they knew. They right? knew. They knew and, who I mean, and, kids were whose. And, and that's the thing. Like when they introduce. Angela and Demona, I mean Demona, uh, Elisa's like asking Goliath and he's really hesitant to say because that's not his way. And then he finally admits, he's like, that is my daughter with Demona. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who that is. I didn't, I didn't watch season two. I probably saw it years ago, but I, I certainly don't remember it. Um, Goliath and Demona were both given their names. Right, but I think Macbeth named Demona. Yeah. And he okay. and she gets her name. She doesn't have a name when they're still at the castle. Right. That happens later when she's, you know, kind of goes on her dark path. Because Goliath called her his angel. Angel of the night. Of the night. Of the night. I know. I love that. <gasps> um, <gasps> How could you? Which, so, so <gasps> I, 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 dug, I dig that. And then the, the rest of the guys, they all take their names from New York. From right. different boroughs and Hudson Hudson was mad frustrated. Right, he's like, why, why do I need a name? Right. Like, Does the water need a name? At least it's like, like, it, the Hudson. called the Hudson. Then I will be the Hudson too. Fine, if you had such you weirdos do out in here. How did Angela get her name? I, I didn't see that. Well, I think the, the princess people, yeah. Yeah, named her in Avalon because I think it was the princess and Tom mm-hmm. and the Magus and they named, they named the eggs that they were able to save from the rookery. Matt, I, I, I miss you. Were you a, a big fan of Gargoyles? Not as big as some of the other Tribbles, but I <laughs> did like and watch Gargoyles. Shade. I remember. It's no shade. It's just I wasn't as big of a fan. The facts are the facts. So. <laughs> we, esta- <laughs> we established that earlier in the show. Can't be mad. So, um, so yes, I was a fan, um, but I don't remember, you know, as much. Yeah. But, yes, I did like it. I think what hooked me in is kind of like the tragedy at the beginning. Mm. Because they were just living life, they have an agreement with the humans, and then somebody decides, like, yeah, we can't trust them, we need to betray them before they betray us. Right. Just, like, out of nowhere, you know what I mean? It's like, well, damn, like, why? Like, everything was good just a week ago. Like, what's up now? Right. But, yeah. That was some wizard's fault, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. uh, No, it was that Viking dude. It it was the dude who he, Goliath, thought was his his boy. that was helping them fight them. Well, and he betrayed them, but they they weren't supposed to kill them. Because remember, when the one guy goes to smash him, he was like, don't do that. He was like, they're not going to follow us. That's not their way. But, the, but then the other... And the other guy was like, no, I... And he started smashing them. So he did actually feel bad about that. Right. And he did actually feel bad about that, but he ultimately was the seed of betrayal, though he did not call for them to be killed. And that whole tragedy thing that you said, like to me, watching it again and remembering that, you know, this was after school, so this was decidedly for kids. Not, yeah, not, daytime. Not little kids, but it was still for kids. It was yeah. the high school kids who got home early. It was kind of like a precursor to the Steven Universe, because they deal with like adult topics and they don't water stuff down for kids. Right, and it, it really is not watered down when you think when you when I like just thought it through that not only were these like they were protecting humans. Right. right. They mm-hmm. took it on like, all right, New York, this is our new home. We're going to protect them. Right. 
but they turned to stone during the day. So then they had to rely on humans to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, to me, I would imagine as a little kid feeling some type of way when you then see like a, a humans like, you know, um, betraying them. It's like, no, why are you going to do that? You right. Know, like it's, it's really, that's imprinting a cool lesson on your head. It was, it's a, it was a really intelligent yeah. show. And the rush to get home before daylight. Yeah. Or yeah. the rush to get to a safe place. Yeah, right. Remember when um, Goliath, he turns into, um, back into a statue and he's in the park. Yeah. And Lisa has to sit with and him. And she like, sits with him. She does. And she sits night. with him all, yeah, she sits with him all day. And the, and the, and the jogger goes running. I don't remember that statue. <laughs> <laughs> New York. <laughs> And that's the other thing. Then it was in New York. You know what I mean? The, the one thing Manhattan that, specifically. Specifically. Clan Manhattan is what they became. <laughs> right. One thing that I did like was Xanatos building with the castle on, on top. top. I'm trying yeah. to get Xanatos money. That <laughs> man was like, look, I'm gonna just take this castle and fly it. Yeah, I, I heard together. this legend. That it might be true. Piece. No, no, piece by piece. Uh, piece and by had piece. it reassembled yeah, yeah, right. brick by brick. I'm trying to get you into Yeah, that money. That, that's, yeah. That like a whole piece. castle. Like, I, I need my building shaped like this because I'm going to fly that here next. Yeah. No, you know what? I think it was. It was, it was, in, it was in one piece. It, it was, was, was in one piece. Because if you look at it, because if you look at it, even on the building, it is still yeah, on the yeah, rock. The, the rock itself that they is on up. his building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought. I thought. I, I like remember it they were. Brick. It was like yeah, yeah or not necessarily assemble. brick by brick, but I thought they did break it into at least sections. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, if not, because cartoon, but I feel like it was. Either yeah. way, and I trust Ariel. So hello. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, honestly, what I'm not going against up? her. So <laughs> hey, she has all the bets, all the chips tonight. Castle Let's see. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But while Kennedy looks like that up, it's like even so, uh, aside from like the gargoyles, you have this rich history. But like Xanatos' story gets like really interesting, like with the fo- with Fox and like their kid being right, like. Fox was part of the pack. Was part of the pack, but she was actually the daughter of Titania. So she had. Um, uh, she came from a magic line but never manifested and so when she gets pregnant Titania actually sends Puck to basically be um, the assistant, the blonde hair um, Owen Owen. that's actually Puck and he's there to watch over their child it was dismantled, it was (laughs) thank you Treble you welcome you welcome you know where to put your trust tonight (laughs) <laughs> Fuck it, she's on one. Like him. Coming from under. I didn't say that. That was. That's him. fine. <laughs> I'll hang around your ankles and bite them. I can do that. <laughs> so go ahead. No, yeah. So, so again, so even that storyline ended so up being season two stuff. Yeah, that because that's when you start. They start introducing like, at, like Avalon and. Uh, and, and all the magic pieces. Right, because the first the season is only 13 episodes, but then this, the second season is 52 episodes. So that's like Ooh. the bulk of the, the syndicated run. Right. AKA okay. okay. four seasons. And that, yeah. <laughs> I know, because I feel like I was like, I, I was watching Gargoyles for years, and then it's like, oh, it was two seasons. It's like, how? Right. Um, 
but even like so and xanatos did a lot of ish with them it's like so there's so there's the metal clan so when they were like, yes. like, no, you problematic, we out. He was like, nope, I still got was, you because I got Xanatos money. He was Disney's Batman. Yeah, and I, and I, and I love him because it was everything. everything. It was like, and so even when you thought you defeated him, he's like, ha ha, that's what I wanted to I happen. Got my gargoyle suit was good. Now, yeah, he and had a gargoyle suit. What's up? And is he the one that was responsible for what happened to Derek? Yes. So he's responsible for that. And that whack. Hello, it's Maggie. Who's Derek? Elisa's um, brother. They oh, that's right. Uh, the, the, like he was the cloning cop too. real people with animal DNA right. and gargoyle. Talon. DNA. Wasn't that? That was his name. He was Talon. Talon. And then Maggie. Maggie was like this cat gargoyle lady thing. She was whack as. Hello. Yes. Okay. Ultimately. Right. Yeah. Then there was um, the pack. The which pack. was a, a TV show, a reality show based on like superheroes that were supposed to be crime fighters. And they, and they all, all got had, like, like upgrades. Yeah, they all got like uh, like cyborg. Dog. Yeah, that's where yes. we got Fox from. Yeah. yeah, Fox was a part of that group, but I think Fox didn't do all the rest of them. Did permanent stuff like hyena and jackal, mm-hmm. um, wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had like permanent upgrades. Fox, I think, might have worn something, but she didn't actually go through any of it any of that that whole process okay yeah i see the mutates um that was where talon fang and claw were the were the mutates and then and then maggie because she never and she never had a name but she used to just whimper in the corner it's like leave that at home like we don't have time (laughs) it's like why is she here she was a problem she was annoying as hell i can't even she yeah she was so it was like why why and then it was annoying because it's like talent this who you love though this who you love this who you love like there's 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 women out here riding this who you love i don't have time for that that's how i felt that's about indicative of a whole a lot of other social things exactly like when rick was tripping him over himself for super cuts it's like you got a woman who had your baby on her back and is fighting zombies with a damn samurai sword and you tickled over her her fucking owl? Like, no. And that was like, I can't. So that's how I felt about Maggie. I cannot. I can't. I have real hard feelings. I see. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, how do you really feel? (laughs) Anyway, Um, I'm done. Randy started us us talking about how the gargoyles would become like the entry point into voice acting work for all of Star Trek. (laughs) Yes. Um, because of Jonathan Frakes mm-hmm. as Xanatos and Marina Sirtis as uh, Demona, um, Michael Dorn uh, played Othello. Oh, that's who he was. He wasn't Cold Stone. Who was a rookery brother to uh, Goliath who was shown to be hot-headed. And then he was resurrected as Cold Stone. Gotcha. Because that's right, because he was like a cyborg. Well, right. and Coldstone, wasn't the whole thing Coldstone was bits and pieces because they had all been smashed. Yes. And so they had put together as best they could, but it was pieces of different um, different uh, uh, gargoyles. gargoyles right. Yeah, and so, the, and so that's where it was like Cold Fire was Coldstone mm-hmm. because they were all like their, I guess, consciousness mm-hmm. were in that one being yeah. of... Okay. Uh, of cold, of cold, cold. stone. So he was formed from the remains of three different gargoyles. Right. Um, and each personality remained mostly intact. However, uh, even though he was, he only had one voice box, and Michael Dorn would uh, do the voice regardless of which personality was. And and that character was interesting because that was actually they were actually playing out Othello. Mm-hmm. So it was like the because uh, it's cold stone, which is 
Goliath's rookery brother, Cole Fire, was Cold Stone's partner. Mm-hmm. And then I forget, Cold, Cold Steel or something? Cold Steel. Yeah, was the other one, and he was basically Iago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like, it was cool. Like, and like again, it was so many levels to the show. Mm-hmm. If you if you knew, you know, if you didn't know, you didn't. It didn't hinder your understanding of the story. But if you knew, it was like deep on a whole nother level. It was dope. Oh my girl was on here. CCH Pounder. She was yeah. a Desdemona. Mm-hmm. Othello's mate. So just real quick, uh, so Lynn Tulsa uh, also said, uh, Demona and Macbeth love. Uh, was Demona truly evil or was she desperate? The captain was a traitor, but redeemed himself in the end, centuries later, as a ghost, chubby ghost. A chubby ghost. Uh, Wolf was a descendant of the Viking that killed that clan. <gasps> and don't forget Avery Brooks, and also was the intro for some of the cast for Frasier. Oh, wait, who was Avery Brooks? Yeah, who was Avery? I, gotta yeah, I think Avery up. Brooks was uh, on there, too. It, it, it says here, uh, let's see here, Michael Dorn, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, she was Titania. Michelle Nichols. Brent Spiner. He was Puck, wasn't he? Uh, Avery Brooks. It, it, I, I'm, it just lists all the Star Trek um, people. That it was like places. it was like it was summer camp for, yeah. for Star Trek. Like, Yo, y'all trying to get some? Yeah, anybody else going to Gargoyles? <laughs> oh, you're going Gargoyles to Money coming down. Cole, Cole, Meany, Lavar Burton. I mean, everybody. Le- what? Who was Lavar Burton? God, now I'm like, now I gotta look at the deep cast list. I'm not. I don't even remember that. But to speak on Demona, I mean, I think I don't I don't think she was evil. I think she spent a long time alone and she was angry. It was like she came back to see everyone destroyed. She thinks Goliath is gone. She thinks Angela's gone. You know, like she knows she has eggs in the rookie. Everything is gone. And then to just like sit with that and and let that stew by yourself for as long. Because remember, it's like she aged. She became an old woman. Mm-hmm. She's young because of magic. Right. Like and so so she lived a whole lifetime. Oh. And then so when they meet her, you know, they're learning the world. She's been in it. So she's already, you know, she knows how to navigate it. And nothing that she's seen from the humans has um, shown her any different. So she'll ally, you know, ally herself with people like she works with um, Xanato. She, of course, has that magical bond with Macbeth, but she doesn't trust any of them. And then I and think, so. and again, yeah, I think so when she sees Goliath and she thinks, you know, now, now we are going to get our revenge because even, you know, at that one point, G- Goliath wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then, but now he's trying to start over and she's like, there is no starting over for me because this has been my life for the last, you know, what, 200, how, how 400? A thousand years. Was it a, it was a thousand years? Okay. A thousand years. A thousand, yeah, yeah, a thousand years. So imagine what that does to you. So I don't, I don't think of her as evil. It's one of those things. It's like, you don't necessarily want her to win, but I don't want her to lose either because yeah. you understand why. I, she didn't start off evil. She started off pissed and vengeful and, you know, chock full of righteous indignation. But mm. I think some of her choices, once the clan came back, defined her. Like, I think her, her behaviors and her choices up until that point were completely justifiable for all the reasons that you just said. But there was a couple of times where he was like, you don't have to be like this. Like, we're here now. Here's a chance. I mean, you've, you've made it this far. You know, why not look at things another way? And she was like, no, F that. Uh, I'm doing some spiteful things. It was- but I think that's hard to do, though. Yeah, like- sure, but, you know, 
she still made that choice. You know, she they could have they could have just as easily been pissed off and vengeful and and everything, considering the same reasons that you know she was pissed off for. But they you know decided to do good with their powers, whereas she was like, ah. But I guess I mean, but again, I think that's like piece a piece of that is the solitude. So when they all woke up, they woke up together. Mm-hmm. So imagine like if 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 Goliath would have woke up and like where is everybody else? Who knows? You don't know what that might have looked like. But for her, everybody's gone. She's lost everything, and she has no touchstone to the life she had or and the love she had so then you know a thousand years like that and then you just stuff just starts dying and and it's hard like even and I'm sure part of her wanted to just give in and be like you're right I can move past it but I think for her she really and genuinely couldn't and I understand that and I think that's the discerning factor though because I I wouldn't expect her to be like okay like as soon as everybody was reunited certainly not but you know she could have made those choices to do better and i think it was when she got that spell to turn human by daylight is when the the shift changed is where my my at least my sympathy for the character changed because trust me i'm on the same boat that you were in i was always waiting for her to you know put her rage aside or at least start making those steps towards that direction but when she made that choice to be human by daylight and work in those ways and be manipulative in, in ways that she disdained humans for, I was like, okay, well, I, I hate to give up on her, but I feel like she's a threat to the clan now, as mm-hmm. opposed to just someone who has been isolated and justifiably pissed off and, and all of those reasons. The crazy thing is that we are t- sitting here talking about an after-school <laughs> animated series. That's how well-written it was. That is how well-written, how well-acted it was. Um, and speaking of writers, we should give some props. That most of season one was written by the husband and wife team of Michael and Bryn Reeves. Uh, and then season two um, welcomed in uh, new writers because it was 52 52 episodes. Uh, Lydia like- Marinano, uh, Carrie Bates um, from Comic Book Fame, Gary Sperling, oh, yeah. Gary Adam Gillad, uh, Diane Dwayne, Peter Morewood, um, all under you know some loose producing by uh, Greg Weissman, who is okay, now yeah, yeah. the head of the CW uh, DC universe. Um, it's it's interesting. One of the things in reading up about this is that I said how Disney wanted to do like their own, own adventure series. Even back then, Disney at wanting to get into the game, and you know, Batman the animated series was a thing. Their first, the first thing Michael Eisner, who was the co-lead of Disney at the time, said, "Hmm, well, maybe we should buy Marvel." And the only reason they didn't buy Marvel at that time was because somebody said, nah, you don't want Marvel. It's a mess. They've it got mess, they've man. got they've licensed out all their people, their movie people, all their, you know, characters to this theater and this theater, this company, this company. So if you buy them, you're just gonna you can't even make the movies that you want. Yeah. So he said, Okay, well Warner has DC. I guess we have to create our own. Yeah. And Gargoyles was supposed to be the start of that type of universe and now i didn't watch the season season two so maybe you two can or any of you can um fill me in on this greg weissman in an interview said they tried to kind of like in season two backdoor some pilots to possible other series but they never could get it going 
and I'm wondering if, if there were other characters that you felt like, hmm, I think they're trying to do something here. Well, I feel like the Avalon thing, Avalon was a character in and of itself and that whole fairy world, like the, the weird sisters, mm -hmm. they like, I would watch a series about them because they were just like interesting and they pop up everywhere. Okay. It's like you think like, oh, what's the, oh wait, it's you again. You know what I mean? So I could see that being a thing. I feel like because they went the route of Shakespeare, and taking so much from Shakespeare's collected mythos, mm -hmm. it kind of pigeonholed them because there was a lot of potential with where they could go. The Japanese gargoyles being a great example of that. Yeah, they they could have gone all over the world with that type of guardian beast mythology and I'm sure found uh, some type of parallels from, from whatever culture you want to dig your fingers into. Um, but when you start taking from uh, works like Shakespeare's you 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 find you carve a niche for yourself certainly and it's a it's a guaranteed win because Shakespeare's been dead for how long and his plays are still being put on you know what I mean so it definitely has that fan base but it prevents you from doing a whole lot more from that as well you know what I mean what they did was it was extremely nuanced and they brought some really great themes into it that paralleled with his works but it prevented them from being as explorative as I'm sure they wanted to be. Could be as broad. Yeah, and, and and you know, like I keep talking about that Japanese one. I'm like, what about the African gargoyles? What about you well, know, and the they, Indian gargoyles? Like, it can't be the only ones. There's that type of architecture is prevalent all over the world. Well, I I remember, weren't there like, um, and I think this, so. This was like Native American gargoyles, like with the totems. Didn't, wasn't there something with the totems? Yeah. I remember that when uh, her, the story that featured Elisa's dad. Mm -hmm. um, and then also they got into like the British, um, the London, the London, London clan, like Una, feathered wings instead of bat wings. Griff yeah. and Leo. Mm -hmm. Those were the three that you meet. So, um, so yeah, so they were like doing that. And I, and I mean, that might've even been a thing. I feel like, cause they show up a couple times, the, the London crew. So I could see that also being an avenue of like, oh, we should focus on them. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like, I feel like they doubled down on Shakespeare and <gasps> the Guatemala clan. Cause wasn't it that there was a wasn't there a snake gargoyle? Yeah, they yeah, were weird yeah. looking. Yeah, they I so. forgot about because it was like that like the Aztec mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. type. Guatemalan um, clan are protectors of the Guatemalan rainforest and associated yes. with the uh, Cachico people's culture. Uh, the names are Spanish words for precious gemstones. The redskinned legless Zafiro. Sapphire mm -hmm. as the clan's leader um, with a feather winged appearance reminiscent of the Mayan deity Kukukan. There you go. Thank you. Mr. Thursday Night. <laughs> yeah, the green skinned Jade um, with a facial appearance reminiscent of Goliath. And then the blue skinned females uh, Terska. Ter Terska, Terska. Spell it. T-U-R-Q-U-E-S-A. Yeah. Turqu yeah, it sounds like a turquoise variant. Yeah, yeah, it's a variation of turquoise. And obsidian. Obsidian. Uh, but obsidiana, uh, that's how they were. Who, who were uh, developed Obsidiana? It's O-B-S-I-D-I-A-N-A. Obsidiana. I would say obsidiana, yeah. yeah who has developed skills as an herbalist with medicinal plants of the rain. Why the black one gotta be an herbalist? <laughs> was she black? I don't know. 
Ops, op, do you ever see what op, Obsidian look like? That's Hello. Black. Speaking of which, <laughs> oh, speak, speaking of which, uh, Christopher Goodnight has a good point. You remember that episode where they turned Goliath human, but he was white? Yeah, well, that's the thing, because even Demona, when she's human, she's white. And I was like, that's interesting, because I would not have actually thought that. I mean, they're Scottish, so maybe. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that anything voiced by Keith David, David. Is, is that white? Like he wasn't even. He wasn't even. <laughs> you just give him the out that maybe because you know they're Scottish. I mean, but like hot top here. Wait, hot top fade alone. He wasn't even like Kyle L white. He wasn't even like Superman white or, or Lex Luthor quote unquote white. Like he was white white. Yeah. Like get the get hey. I didn't even think about that when you think about who voiced him. Yeah, that ain't make no sense. I was so disappointed yeah. when, when he was when he became human. I was like, but again, that happened in Goliath Chronicles, which overall I didn't like as much. Right. Then let's let's segue really into there before we wrap this up. The Gargoyles, the Goliath Chronicles, which was the third, technically third season of the series. It aired on Saturday morning cartoons in uh, '96 to '97. Um, it was 13 episodes. It was not produced by Greg Weissman, even though he did write the the first episode. Um, but he he quickly wiped his hands of like, all right, I'm done. Like my contract's over. I'm out of here because mm. I don't want anything to do with this. And in in his according to him and many of the producers um, who left with him, who had actually already left onto other projects. That uh, season strayed far from the characters' um, development that had been done in the two seasons. Oh, absolutely! It was like a whole nother animal, and it was like what, it, and it was so shallow compared to what we just come from. So you, so I feel like you can't, you know, you can't dumb it down like that after you've had this like rich content. And when, and, and the dumbing down, like it, it, it was started behind the camera because this season wasn't um, produced by Buena Vista Television which was Walt Disney's animation arm they farmed this out to Nelvana who actually did produce one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons which is why the, the look of that animation is similar not bad animation but certainly not on the not level Disney. Yeah. W what they had so far um, and then according to Greg Weissman and you feel it because I actually for the first time watched a few episodes of that season it feels like an x-men show because all mm. of a sudden like they're this hunted you know like race of gargoyles by this loose wannabe ku klux klan crew they call themselves the quarry right oh man right. yes and they had like those charged, charged hammers. hammers i forgot about that them and stuff. yeah and you watch it 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 it's totally like x-men you know, yeah. just put in gargoyles, you know. Uh, so he actually says that if you, if people are looking for a true canonical, in his mind, canonical, uh, third season of Gargoyles, you should go to the Slave Labor Graphics uh, comic book series that he actually produced. And wrote. Oh, I, I was reading that. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. So, yeah. It, it, I, it ended too soon. I wanted more from it. Yeah, yeah, that's well, a lot of people said that about that uh, comic book. It was well received. Um, so, so uh, Kennedy, you two were not a fan of the third season. Um, I forget why I wasn't able to watch it Saturday mornings. Um, 
I, I haven't really seen much of it. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. I saw the first season, and as as well done as the second season was, I got tired of the Shakespeare influence really quick. Well, he also says um, that that second season was not a hit. I mean, that's what pretty much tanked it for the show. I got I got tired of that super super quickly. Yeah. Um. So I was less pressed to follow up with the guard with the goliath chronicles mm -hmm. um but i i think i might have caught a couple episodes here and there and just roped it in with my you know not disdain but uh, uh displeasement displeasure <laughs> whatever of, of the second season right. onward but i i also to be honest attribute that to what i read in the fan fiction universe there were some really really good stories that that did really good things with the backstory and everybody's rookery mates and what happened before the fire and the betrayal and all that stuff. So I, I got deep into that um, and it satisfied a lot of what I wasn't getting from the show at that point. Yeah. It, it, um, you know, it, it's a shame that this show, which came in which, with such a bang, with, went out with a bit of a whimper. Um, but it is still, as you can hear here, ladies and gentlemen, fondly remembered and Greg Weissman even like even though he has nothing to do with it because he's solidly in Warner Brothers camp he is of the mindset you know with Disney Plus coming you know Disney would be smart to try and do it all over see, again see I I don't want to see it redone no, I don't want to see it redone I feel like if you really want to capitalize on people's nostalgia dig in that vault remaster our favorites and then release it i don't need a live action lady in the tramp you know what i mean like if you're gonna redo if you're gonna reintroduce a new generation to gargoyles put it under the digital filter like like re remaster it make it hd and then put it on the platform oh i got a funny feeling the the series is going to be out there i mean and, and that's actually what he was talking about like it, oh, his suggestion I, I was you meant like, like the oh. first two seasons and then letting that lead into a brand new third season uh, that was his suggestion. yeah i it's one of those things it, and and maybe again if they did that maybe it's just not for us but i feel like the formula that they had before the cast like how everything worked was just magical and it's like i you can't force that yeah and so i feel like if they did it it's like i, I i'm sure it would be fine and maybe for a new generation it would be great but i think for the old heads who like clearly have spent a lot of time thinking about gargoyles we would right. not be on board for that now i i'm also open to seeing what they would do with it only 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 because the ducktales reboot is so good that is so <laughs> it so, always comes but back listen it's so so good that it's like okay here is like the one reboot that you know can stand on its own two feet and pay homage to what's happened before it. If you can give me something that pays that much attention to detail, that, that plays those characters to the intelligence that we are accustomed to, and be creative with the stories going forward and, and pick and pull from different, you know, maybe, but uh, DuckTales is one example in a sea of reboots. You know what I'm saying? Like the percentage is, is not great there. Yeah, we could do a whole episode about reboots that work and the multitude that, that should never have happened. That might need to happened. be an episode. <laughs> it, it, it may be. We may have to do that after dark with drinks. Um, Ooh. Only because I like after dark with drinks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but before we get out of here, Ariel 
has um, what has quickly become more than a few people, certainly DJ A. Breezy's favorite segment of a show. She's taking us to Ariel's Garden. Tinkle, twinkle, twinkle. No, that's the stars. I don't know. Hey, hey, yo. Hey, yo, ma. Hey. Hey, yo. I don't remember that statue. Well, shout out to A Breezy. Uh, thank you for uh, enjoying this segment of the show. Um, so this week I have a far out fairy tale, uh, Rapunzel versus Frankenstein, a graphic novel, written by Martin Powell, illustrated by Omar Lozano. After a chemical spill in Dr. Frankenstein's lab, Rapunzel's hair has grown to extreme lengths and it's alive. But her long locks weren't the only thing animated that stormy night. A lightning strike also shocked life into a clay figure. Now Frankenstein is looking for the looking. Oh, I'm sorry. Now Frankenstein is locking the two away, promising to cure Rapunzel while secretly plotting to use his creations to become famous. Can Rapunzel and her friend ever escape the mad scientist tower? Experience the Brothers Grimm classic like you've never uh, never seen before in this graphic novel retelling for kids. Each Far Out fairy tale adventure includes info on the original tale, a guide to the story's twists, and a visual discussion, a visual discussion questions to critically engage readers. Um, so this is clearly a young reader's title. Um, I liked it because it was like a, a little Black Rapunzel. I think okay, that makes Rapunzel, sense. Black Rapunzel. And like when I'm reading it, it was it's like you know uh, her um, her long locks, and I was like that should be spelled L O C S. She black. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so it's just it, it's cool, and there there's a whole series of these um, where they are, are very representative, um, and also kind of breaking those gender stereotypes. Um, and then the the interesting thing in the back is that they do have these talking points, so they kind of do a compare and contrast of like this is what the original story did, this is what we did. Um, in the in in this particular one, there's even a section where it's like, oh, in the original story, Rapunzel waited for the prince to save her. In this story, Rapunzel takes action herself. Um, and then there are these visual um, uh, kind of questions you you ask the child so that they can kind of engage and, and process not only what they read but what they saw. So so I just thought it was like a really cool like a cool spin on it um i like the fact that there is this educational piece as well and kind of teaching kids to to comprehend again not just from words but from what you see and to kind of absorb the the whole the wholeness of the storytelling um so yeah so i would definitely recommend it uh rapunzel versus frankenstein and then there there are other ones out there um so again if you're looking for this series it is uh far out fairy tales and it's uh, uh, Martin Powell is the writer, and the the artist on that who's that? Um, uh, Omar Lozano. I like the I like the look of it. It looks really really cool. Yeah. It's really dope. Uh, if you so want- she gets some tactile hair in this. It's it's really cool. Um, and it's also like there's a kind of theme of like accepting 
herself. Like I, I just really liked it. It was super cute. Well, if you want it, ladies and gentlemen, you want a copy of Rapunzel versus Frankenstein for yourself, all you have to do is email blacktribbles at gmail.com and put Rapunzel versus Frankenstein in the subject line. And first email we get will win a copy of this book. And just to let you know, Rapunzel is spelled R-A-P-U-N-Z-E-L. It must be spelled correctly. We're checking. <laughs> see, I would have took phonetic, but okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's exactly. I'm about to say it spelled exactly like it sounds. And yet, watch what we get. Okay. <laughs> wow. Rapunzel. They said, if you can't Google Triple Nation. All right, set us up. So thank you, Ariel. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, shut things down real quick, but we will be back in the studios of Philly Cam next week uh, with episode 399. Wow. 399th episode of Black Triples. What are we going to do for episode 400? Wait. Strip! Why? Uh, uh, you, uh, nobody uh, can hear you. You're not on the mic. I'm going to miss 400. I'll be uh, in Nashville with Gangster Rest. Can we go? Mm, sure. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest thing in the we world. We could do episode 400 from Nashville. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm getting a little pissed off with them time. taking him from all Black our milestones and whatnot. Black at the Americana Music Fest? Holy mm, shit. That would be I don't awesome. know. I don't do well below the Mason-Dixon line. Fantastic. All right, well, since Randy, our designated driver, won't be there, what are we going to do for episode 400? <laughs> Lots of Uber. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Got to think about it. We got to think about it. We got to think about it. Let us know. What, what do you want to see us do? Well, no. Never mind. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. We got to think about what we're going to do for episode 400. That's coming up in two weeks, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen. But I hope that each and every one of you um, has a very safe holiday weekend. Get your barbecue on. Get it on. I will be in... Um, I am shooting. I'm treating myself to go to Astoria, New York, to watch one of my favorite movies of all time on the big screen for the first time. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Nice. This, nice. this triple just got off vacation. Now we're going on another vacation. He living his best life. I survived this festival. This was my. <laughs> t- this was my 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 present for that. Um, uh, any shout-outs before we go, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, just to my newest nephew, Jaden or Jace. I don't know if his parents released the name yet or not, but I already did. So, welcome to the world, nephew. <laughs> Happy Born Day. Congratulations. Shout out to your godson starting kindergarten on Tuesday. Wow. wow. That's right. The Ice Grill nice. Triple is starting kindergarten. On he grown. Yeah, right. Holy cats. Yeah. Us. I don't know if they ready. They, they not. not. They're no, not. They not at all. Speak, speaking not. of not being ready, uh, shout out to, I guess, a Bantu not triple, my little mini bay, Baby Shark, a.k.a. Artist Marie. She turned two this weekend during the uh, uh, during the podcast festival. I was unable Wait, to. Is her birthday the 24th? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. She's a she's a little August twenty fourth. Yeah, nice. Girls too. Just as just as grown as she want to be. Oh, and I'll do a shout out to my niece Danica, who started her uh, senior year this week. Aww. So it's we we're almost done. Well, not done, but you know, yeah, this phase. So mm-hmm. it's a big deal. And I'll give a shout out to my little Wonder Triple. 
uh, Olivia, who is uh, doing her Call of Duty uh, in the Air Force right now, uh, who this past week turned 26 years old. Oh, wow. look at you. You just did three gray hairs sprouted just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and I will give another shout out, and I'm sure that each and every one of you uh, Tribbles will join me in this. All of the Tribbles, you rocked out this entire weekend at the festival. You were fantastic from Eric to Isaiah to Randy being on point to our magnificent hosts of the entire weekend, Kennedy and Ariel. You know, we're both fan-freaking-tastic. Yep. Kennedy was jumping in and out of everybody's podcast, and everybody was like, where are you going? You're sitting right here. So <laughs> Yeah, I saw. I was like, what's going on? I saw pictures. I was like, what was Kennedy doing up there? I also appreciated the outfit changes. Oh, thanks. Speaking of a little Diana Ross, you know, keep it spicy. <laughs> oh, she's, we saw what she was doing. She was ready. But in my estimation, the star tribble of the weekend was none other <laughs> Our intern Dante, intern, 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 Get me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew there was a Wookie at Amalgam? He played a Wookie. He was running around. I mean, you were you and and dude, you were you were Johnny on the spot. What what? Anybody needed from from us to a sponsor to uh, a Toya or Channing, you were right there. You were there early. You were there late. So I just want to give kudos and an extra special thank you, bro. You were Yay! Point, bro. You almost not an intern anymore. That's beautiful. Yep, only ten more years. <laughs> nice. Wait. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this show will be available where you get it on the podcatcher <laughs> of your choice. Please leave us a ranking and a rating, especially if it's on Apple Podcasts because that helps people find our show. Next week, Christopher, good night because I know you're checking. Next week, we will read your email. I did see your email, but I wanted to He's like, give it the radio, radio play that it deserves. So we will read your email next week. And if you write us another one, we'll read that one too. All right, just for you, Chris. I see you, dog. Um... For Intern Tribble, for the Master Tribble, for Storm Tribble, for Super Saiyan Tribble, for Super Tribble, for the Amalgam Tribble, this is the Bat Tribble. And for Philly Cam. Love you all. In parting, we say... Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Wow. Hello. <laughs>